It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Are you feeling behind on your retirement savings? If so, there's good news. The IRS just recently updated limits to the 401ks and IRAs for 2023. So we're going to share those new limits as well as other ways that you can catch up on your retirement savings. All that and more on this episode of The Wise Money Show. That's right. That's right. We're helping you with that and more. If you have a question or need some help or or you are feeling behind, and, and, and this is the time to get that plan. Actually, not wonder, but know where you stand and that you're doing the right things. Uh, we'd love to help. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com, and all over social media. Uh, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. You can connect with us, engage with us that way as well. All right, so we were chatting about uh, the the angle and sort of the direction of the show today, and, and right away Kevin said, "Yeah, let's just. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? That's that's the right question. So, how are you feeling as it relates to saving up for retirement? And I know, I know, the market is volatile, and as Kevin also says, that's a that's a feature, not a bug of of investing and so be a long-term investor make sure you've got the right strategies but all of that make sure you have it tailored and custom fit for your plan so for that plan for the reason that you're saving for most people it's retirement that's your big goal how you feeling are you on track do you do you feel maybe ahead of pace or are you feeling behind and i i think we think most people probably feel behind statistics suggest that as well and Certainly the market coming down 27%, the bond market especially, doing what it's doing, you might feel behind. Well, it's probably the number one question that clients come into these days in, in to see their financial planners. It's how am I doing, right? Yeah. And I, I think they, they already know how their investment portfolios are doing. I mean, you can see that on your monthly statements and everything. But what does it mean for your long-term outlook? Right. That's really what people are, are wondering. And... Uh, you know, the good news is just because the market is down, it doesn't mean that retirement's out of reach necessarily. Mm -hmm. There are things that you could be doing to make adjustments along the way. And obviously, we're kind of starting the show talking about saving more, but there's more things at your disposal. And uh, if if you're wondering that same question, you're not alone. We're we're getting that question a lot these days. And, and not to keep on this tangent here, but isn't it amazing how many people are coming in doing the comprehensive financial planning and as we look and yes the investments are down the performance is is you know off this year and down this year but they're still on track for retirement they still they still are and so uh we'll see how this goes and all of that but but how are you feeling do you know do you have that confidence that you know you're doing the right things that you are on track or do you have that clarity that nope i'm, I'm actually off track and here's what i need to do to get back on track so the the big idea we're going to help you if you are feeling behind on retirement we're going to give you some ways some you know five tips maybe hopefully more mm -hmm. uh, on ways that you can catch up but none of this is a substitute to to figuring out and knowing the actual answer doing comprehensive financial planning and then doing the five-factor retirement plan to know Am I on track or not? I don't know the future, but I can have I can have certainty that I'm doing the right things and I'm on track in the midst of all the uncertainty. 
So we're going to continue to weave that in. But guys, the, the very first way, if you're feeling behind, the very first way that you can catch up on your contribution is, you know, maybe just capitalize on the gift that the IRS just gave you. And that is uh, not a stimulus plan. Yeah, that was taken out of context. <laughs> just, uh, But in that they've expanded the contribution limits for 401ks, 403bs, even IRAs. Let's get into that. It's the biggest 401k increase ever. Yeah, I was pretty shocked to see the numbers, quite frankly, because it, it seems like over the years they've been increasing maybe $500 here, maybe $1,000 there. But uh, this year, it's pretty pretty meaningful. And uh, if you look, for example, at your 401k, if you have a 401k at work that you're allowed to participate in, uh, the contributions went from 20500 per year here in 2022 to next year it's 22500 So, you know, basically a 10% jump, yeah, which is which is pretty significant. But then also another $1,000 added to the catch-up contribution if you're uh, over age 50. So if you're over age 50, you can now stuff up to $30,000 into your 401k. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, these these buckets are so enormous now. And you might say, well, boy, I wish I had $30,000 that I could be saving. And you know what? Whether you can save all $30,000 or if you can be making some steady incremental uh, increases to your contributions, either one is a fabulous thing to be doing in a down market. Yeah. Take advantage of the buying opportunity here. Yeah, the thing that strikes me and it makes me feel a little old, although, I mean, it's really just my body that makes me feel old. My brain uh, still tells me I'm in junior high, but... I think it, you go back to 1994 when I started in this business, and you could. Can I guess? Go ahead. Yeah. Ten grand. Oh, that's good. Josh is the best guesser in the world, which makes me not like him. Back Josh, to what year? Uh, 1994. Six grand. Ninety four. Ten grand. No, yeah. Mike, your 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 first answer was so close. Was it yeah. 10, 11? Uh, it was 92.40, which is a logical number. Um, <laughs> so it was 92.40. So basically, and then the in uh, 96 and 97, it was 9,500. So you could put 9,500 in your 401k, and you could put 2,000 in your IRA. Mm-hmm. And those limits, it is amazing how those limits have changed. So here we are just 28 short years later, and they've more than doubled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the IRA limits have tripled, and the 401k limits have more than doubled. So $22,500 is your, is your 401k and 403b, whether you're working for a nonprofit. That's your, that's your contribution limit. And that's a big enough increase. Josh said, yeah, about 10% increase. And yeah, they try to keep this with inflation, although, as you'll see with the IRA, not, not exactly. And, um, and, but that might be a big enough increase that if your plan is to max out your 401k or max out your 403b and you're used to just doing that maybe by October or November or something like that, so I'll keep the same percentage, this might be a big enough increase that you actually need to increase the percentage that you're contributing to if your plan is to max the If you 401k. didn't get a big salary increase, right. you definitely need to mm-hmm. do that. And like you said, Josh, the catch-up contribution moving from 6,500 to 7,500, so 30 grand, 30 grand total. If you're age 50 or older, that that's that's a big deal. What about IRAs? So IRAs are now up to $6,500 that you're allowed to contribute, plus still this, the uh, extra $1,000 if you're over age 50. So an increase, not meaningfully, mm-hmm. not meaningfully. I, I actually think the big the 
the big improvement there with the IRAs is expanding the eligibility. So, so the IRA uh, contribution limit, that is both IRA and Roth IRA. So it's not that you can do both, but it's you're, they share the same contribution limit of, uh, of 6,500, 7,500 if you're age 50 or older. But are you eligible? To contribute to those, Josh, do you have that handy here? You hit that. Uh, I I want to say, is it seventy three grand is where you start being phased out now, uh, if you're a single individual, and uh, if you're a married couple, it can be as high as two eighteen before you start losing your ability to to contribute. Now, there's some caveats in there. If you are a participant in a retirement plan at work, that number can come down. Um, just because of another quirk in the in the rules here. Yeah, and and one point of clarification because a lot of times sometimes uh, people are confused about well can I can I contribute to a four hundred one k or a traditional IRA and I would in- encourage you it, the answer is both. Mm-hmm. So think of it as I you have two different coupons. One coupon for next year will be twenty two thousand five hundred, and you can do that into your four hundred one k at work. You can do that pre tax. Or you can do that after tax, and we call that Roth. And the same thing with a traditional IRA. And the reality is you can put $6,500 into a traditional IRA as long as you've got $6,500 of income. Yep. And or your spouse has it for you. Right? Or your spouse you has a spousal contribution. Right, or your spouse has it for you. But anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates can do that. We always use him as the example of someone who makes a lot of money. Do we? Do we? Should we come up with someone else? Somebody. I don't know. Anyways, we're not going to certainly not going to use Mark Zuckerberg these days. So, I I, I'm wondering um, if you have something else to say, Mike. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, so we're we're going to hit more of those contribution limits because what Kevin's sharing here is important about whether you can deduct your contribution or you you if you're not eligible to. But I think the Roth IRA. There are some folks that look every single year and say, where's my adjusted gross income? Can I contribute to that Roth or not? And the eligibility limits, have, or the, the, the income to make you eligible for a Roth contribution, that's expanded a lot. We're going to hit that as well. Simple IRA contributions, those expanded, we'll hit that. And then what are some other ways that you can catch up on your 401k or retirement savings? We've got that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you're feeling behind, and, and, and a lot of us are, feeling behind with where you want to be saving up for retirement, how can you catch up? We're helping with five or more ways you can catch up on your retirement savings. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it there. Follow us there. And, uh, and rate the program there. We, we appreciate that. That's helpful feedback for us. Thank you very much. Okay, so if you are feeling behind for your retirement savings, I know you're probably thinking, well, I'm feeling behind because the market's down. And because the market's down, I don't want to contribute. But guys, guys, successful investors, long-term successful investors are consistent with their contributions and know that during these market dips, these temporary, even if they last a couple of years, this is when you want to make sure that you're saving, if not saving even more. It takes a little bit more courage, um, takes a little bit more conviction, which is why we'd tell you make sure you're working with your CFP and all of this is based on a plan as opposed to just emotions. But now is the time when you can really make up a lot of ground 
by contri- contributing or contributing even more right now while prices are low, possibly going lower, before they catapult higher and slingshot higher. Yeah, and I, let's deal with a couple of objections just right up front. So one objection that I often hear from folks is, listen, I just want to either slow down or stop my contributions until the market comes back. Right. And yesterday we spent a glorious day um, with all of the financial advisors uh, from Corhorn Financial Group together in one room. And uh, we were sharing different ideas and how we're talking to clients about these things. And I think one of the best ideas that was shared with our team was a, a chart that Bill Mock had of a monthly contribution of $100. And what that $100 grew to, um, it, starting basically back in 2008 and going to now, and the $100 that you invested in 2000 at the at the bottom let's say March 9th of 2009 it gr- has grown to over $400 mm-hmm. it just $100 in the S&P 500 is worth over $400 well i can tell you this on March 9th of 2009 no one wanted to invest right so if you have a strategy that helps you keep the blinders on and keep going with your with with your plan that will help you quite often that's where folks need um, the help from their financial planner because their financial planner can encourage them give them their courage because this is a time that just emotionally it just feels bad mm-hmm. to you say well i just put a hundred dollars in and it's worth 92 dollars like that hurts my feelings certainly it does and that hundred dollars might go to 70 before it goes to 170. Yeah. But that's the that that's what you have to be able to walk through and um, and really look at some things that logically will help you um, and help you not be emotional. Yeah, that that's the key. And I, I think it has been normal, right? Like many people are feeling like boy, now is not a good time to be contributing because I'm just throwing money down the drain. We, we hear mm-hmm. that often in a bear market. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've even heard some folks say, you know, I, I'm never going to be able to recover from this. I don't have enough time to recover from this. And you could tell yourself the story that you've seen the best there is in the stock market and is all in the rearview mirror. There's nothing good ahead. And I would just remind you, you know, you look back on history and the stock market's pattern has been a choppy, bouncy road from one new high to the next. And yeah, there are gaps in between. There are periods of time where we we don't see any new highs. We're not reaching new levels and and so on. But I was recently looking back at just during my lifetime, hundreds and hundreds of times the stock market has reached a new all new high. Yeah, It's 36,000 plus during the history of the stock market. 36,000 times the stock market has reached a new level. You would have a hard time persuading me that that's not going to happen again, right? The the stock market will recover, and it will often come faster than you think it will. And uh, during that interim period, when you are staying steady with your contributions, or like we're saying today, maybe even playing some catch-up on your contributions, if you're feeling behind on your retirement goal, getting more money into your plans during a dip like this is a fantastic opportunity for you. And it may make the difference between you being able to achieve your goal and not. 
because what if these contributions you're making today could quadruple in the next decade? This might be one of your last great buying opportunities, depending on depending on how close you are to retirement, what your age is, and all of that. And even if you say, well, I'm just getting started right now, well, can capture this. Listen to what Kevin just said. No one, no one wanted to invest during 2008-2009. We were convinced that the mm-hmm. that the financial markets were ruined, mm-hmm. right? And and turns out that was a almost a generational buying opportunity, if not a generational buying opportunity. So, um, so the IRS has expanded the contribution limits to 401ks by the biggest amount on margin. They've increased your IRA or Roth IRA contributions by 500 bucks. Um, and that Roth IRA, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I used to think, well, married filing jointly, if your adjusted gross income is is above $200,000, you really can't contribute to a Roth. You're making too much. They've raised that to $218,000 before that phase-out starts kicking in. So that's, that's a big deal. Simple IRA uh, contributions, those have increased as well if you have a simple as opposed to a, uh, a a 401k something like that so those have increased from four fourteen thousand to fifteen thousand five hundred the big idea is normally those contributions amount barely change from year to year and and typically like they'll change maybe one out of every three years it's a big change this year so work with your certified financial planner see if you are behind see what you should be doing if you need to catch up and all of this connects with what's your tax shelter strategy should you be going pre-tax should you be going roth should you try to max out your pre-tax 401k and max out your roth ira should you do spousal like that those this is foundational strategy stuff with your certified financial planner All right, let's get to the next little hack here as a way to catch up on your retirement savings if you're feeling behind. And this one we often recommend right around the beginning of the year, pretty convenient, we're just about there, and that is whatever you're contributing to retirement, increase at 1%. Mm -hmm. That's that's a good one in good times or bad, right? Right. It's just a a great discipline or a habit to to get yourself into. And it's really kind of your um, conscious decision on... As you make more money over time, as you receive pay raises, as you get more hours at work and you're able to to earn a bigger paycheck, is that increased income going to go towards lifestyle today or is it going to go towards contributions and a a better security for the future, right? Today versus tomorrow. This is uh, one of the great disciplines that often separates those who are the most financially successful from those of us that... Um, you know, maybe lag behind a little bit. And it is, it's just delayed gratification, right? Here, here's the thing. And this is where I would challenge you because if I listen to this, I would, I would be saying these guys are crazy because don't you increase my 401k contribution 1%? Don't you realize the price of everything has gone up? I, I want to mm-hmm. reduce it 1% or more because mm-hmm. life is so expensive. That's right. You had no choice. You had no choice. Chicken wings cost more today than they did a year ago. Right. So does so does gas. Right. Or depending on when things things peak. But everything costs more today than a year ago because of inflation. Right. Don't you want then don't wouldn't you want to increase? I mean, you don't have any control over those other things. Wouldn't you want to increase then what you pay yourself by one percent? No one's going to force you. You're not required. Wouldn't you want to do that if everything else is getting more expensive? Wouldn't you want to? And then connected with that, don't you think that would be a wise thing to do? If prices are going up and will be higher in the future, 
wouldn't it make sense to increase your contribution by 1%? So I don't know if either of those helped, but to me, it helped me get past the emotions of, I don't, no way, I can't do this, to, yeah, I need to, actually. I need to. Right. And if you need to, and you're saying, well, wait a minute, I can't. My, my wife just told me that hamburger was $6 a pound. Um, she she likes to stop at this place in Wakarusa and, and, and get, uh, you know, one pound packs, and it's six bucks. And I'm like, how in the world? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I think that I think the world's going to start eating venison burger. If you would have, <laughs> so if I was on the prices, right. right, and that came up, and I had to guess the price, I'd say, ah, $3.30. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's that's where my brain is still at, right? But yes, that's doubled. I would have said and, one dollar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So so yeah, to take that take that uh, that that encouragement, increase your contribution by one percent. Now, what are some other ways that you can catch up on your retirement savings? We've got that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What are some ways to, to catch up if you're feeling behind on your retirement savings? We're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel as well as a lot of other content. Uh, chances are if you've faced a financial question or, or quandary, we've got content about it. So go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, search, uh, search that up, and once you find it, Turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content, this show, but also the Next Wise Step content that airs all throughout the work week. Find us there on YouTube. All right, we're talking about ways that you can catch up on your retirement savings if you're feeling behind. And while we're giving you a few ideas, the, the big question still stands. Do you know? Do you know or do you just have a feeling? If you just have a feeling, sit down with your certified financial planner, build out that five-factor retirement plan. Don't have them just point to, oh, well, look at this or look at that and, and sort of do the shortcut, um, not in-depth retirement analysis That because it's not an, an analysis at all. The, the report that you get on your 401k statement or when you log in or an investment salesperson, a mutual fund salesperson who asks you one or two questions and then tells you whether you're on track or not. I don't care if they've got a printout. If it's not a thorough five-factor retirement plan that goes through Monte Carlo, talks through inflation, talks through Social Security strategy, all that sort of stuff, then it's not it's not helpful. But you can do that math. You can, you can work with your certified financial planner and get that confidence and clarity. A third way that you can catch up on your retirement savings if you're feeling behind is to change your approach with your health savings account. If you are eligible, change your approach with your health savings account from one that you actually use for out-of-pocket medical expenses and instead don't touch it but keep funding it and invest it for for retirement. You you know, this is a tool that uh, in HSA we've often talked about how uh, it can be a tool for just managing healthcare transactions, right? You can set aside money that you've earned into this account uh, before taxes, it can sit there and earn some interest or grow tax-free. And then when you pull it out to use it for medical expenses, it also comes out tax-free. So it's, it's one of the only tax, truly tra- tax-free uh, sources of, of assets that you have yeah. in your financial life. But if you're using it, just putting money in and taking it right back out each time you run to the pharmacy or go to the doctor or anything like that, then we would think of that as more of an immediate spending type of a tool or a tra- transactional type of, of HSA. 
it, you need to recognize, though, that it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You can actually accumulate money in an HSA. And in fact, you can uh, not only earn some interest on it, you can actually invest the money as well. And so if you've got cash sitting around anywhere in your financial life, but this is kind of a creative spot to go look, if there's idle cash that's not really doing anything for you, it has no growth potential to it because it's just really sitting there, uh, actually losing ground because of inflation, one thing you could do um, is actually turn that into long-term investments that can be growing for retirement. Yeah, yeah, it's it's meaningful the increase because we went from seventy-three hundred to seventy-seven fifty. So the numbers kind of lose themselves on the radio, but I would just know if I'm an individual, I can put two hundred dollars more in my HSA, and if I am fifty-five or older, I can do another thousand dollars of catch-up on that. That's so, the 2023 contribution limits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so not just the the 401k and IRA contribution limits, but the HSA contribution limits have gone up as well. Yep. So if you're going to do so to me, I would I would look at it in one of two categories. Either I have a spending HSA and that makes sense depending on your budget, depending on your family situation. You might say, I'm going to put that money in. I'm going to pull it right back out. I have a high deductible health plan and we use we we meet our deductible every year. And certainly the family with kids typically is going to hit that because there's a, a broken arm, a fill in the blank uh, every year. But if you don't need to do that and you can live without those dollars, I think of the couple that's really preparing for retirement and, and trying to put it into another gear. Um, if they're both 55 or older, they can put the 7750 plus 1000 plus 1000 into the HSA. So you can put 9750 into an HSA and if you're putting that into an investing HSA, you can dollar cost average that money in over 12 months, get that money growing for you for the long term, just save your medical receipts as you incur them and use them against uh, those dollars in the future. Well, and just like we were talking in uh, an earlier segment, the contributions that you make during a bear market like this, if you invest that money, mm -hmm. it has a better growth trajectory for it. And it may not feel like it because you may be putting that money in and then watching the dollars shrink temporarily mm -hmm. as the, the stock market continues to fluctuate. But if we look out five, 10 years, the, the growth potential on that money, it, it just has a steeper trajectory. Mm -hmm. um, as Kevin was referencing in, in the last segment, we were looking back recently on uh, past uh, bear markets in 2008, the contributions that people made at that time, many of them have quadrupled in value. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so I'm thinking of some folks that retired oh, two years ago, and we're looking at sort of staging out their um, their investment withdrawals and, of course, talking about the markets and how things have gone. And and it was very interesting because we had two years worth of cash and they were going to buy a car and they were going to do some other things. So that was going to you know fill in that gap. And then I mentioned also, you know, you still remember when we converted and shifted your HSA from you spending it each year to just leaving it there. And at the time, the way she had it structured, she had never invested it. It was just earning some interest. I think it was at a bank, an HSA bank mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think she even put it into a CD. In fact, she, she did. And so, uh, so okay, wait a second. Now might be the time. You're in your, your early 70s at, that, at this time, two years from now. Now might be the time that we pull those dollars 
use them tax-free because she's got all the out-of-pocket expenses, blah, blah, blah. And that actually lengthens how much, quote-unquote, cash that you have available at your disposal from two years to four years. And based on your overall financial plan, blah, 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 that makes sense. And it was just it, it felt like a boost. Yeah. It felt like a boost mm-hmm. to their retirement savings. So you're essentially saying, uh, rather than invest those dollars, you could think of them as available cash to give you more runway and let your investments rebound before you need to be tapping into them. That That's how it worked out in this individual situation. And I guess I would just underscore that the idea to say, yep, I'm, I'm actually not going to touch my HSA. I'm going to leave it there for my, for, for, for my financial future to help me with my retirement obviously you could invest those dollars, but you don't have to. You mm-hmm. could just continue to let them accumulate and just keep them low risk if you wanted to, mm-hmm. right? But that still positions those dollars from near term to retirement savings, and that helps you catch up or get a boost in your retirement. That's awesome. So, Love that. All right. Fourth way to to catch up if you're behind and forgive the pun here but it's simply to maximize your catch-up contributions now those limits increase we already talked about those we'll hit those again but people tend to make some mistakes have some faulty assumptions around when they're eligible to start their catch-up contributions many people think well it's not until my exact 50th birthday that's not necessarily true and then sometimes people just forget oh yeah, I'm aware of that. And then you sit down and talk to them, they're 52 and say, oh, did you know you can contribute more? And uh, they didn't realize that. They really, they didn't realize they missed it. Right. So those who are eligible, you're old enough to contribute more. You have the financial means to do it, but just administratively, you kind of missed it. Yeah. And it's, it's possible that your payroll department at work may not uh, automatically keep contributing for you if you've maxed out your 401k. Let, let's say you hit the limits, which this year are 22500 I'm sorry, that's next year, 2023. You're allowed to contribute up to 22500 unless it's a year that you turn age 50 or more. Then you're allowed to contribute another 7500 well, there are, there are some people who just because of a good income year or they've, they've got aggressive contributions, they'll max out the 401k sometime in early fall. And then they go two, three, four months without any contributions happening. Well, that's a time where you could be taking advantage of this uh, catch-up contribution as long as your payroll department doesn't shut you off at the 22500 mark. Another example of this is, say you've been funding your Roth IRA or maybe your IRA and doing that monthly as an automatic withdrawal right from your bank account. That's how I have mine set up. And then all of a sudden, when you turn age 50, you never updated that number. And we see this a lot when these increases, these uh, Roth contribution limits increase 500 bucks or there, you never update that number. All of a sudden you realize I'm contributing a couple thousand less than I actually could Mm -hmm. missing out on some of that opportunity. So it's a couple other warnings there to make sure you maximize that as well as what are some other ways that you can catch up on your retirement savings if you're feeling behind. That more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. Okay, we uh, we shared the, the increased uh, contribution limits for 2023, the 401k contribution limit 
going from 20500 up to 22500 Your catch-up contribution increasing $1,000 as well. IRA, Roth IRA, those contribution limits are only going up 500 bucks, but still an in, in, in increase. Uh, and then kind of using that to say, well, if you're feeling behind on your retirement savings, uh, you now can contribute more due to these increased limits. But then here are some other ways that you can catch up. And um, and before we get into the next one, we were just talking about the catch-up contribution. Some employers, now this isn't all of them, and it's fewer these days, it's less less prevalent, but some employers, when you're signing up and making your investment election, how much you're, you're contributing to your 401k, there's a separate section where you actually fill out a contribution percentage for the catch-up contribution. Now, I would say my intelligence is average. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I am not smart enough to, to get why they would ever do that. And if they did set it up that way, why they would keep it that way. But this is, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm suggesting is we've seen this, that if you're looking at your total income and you wanting to, okay, I'm now 50, I want to contribute more, and you just go into your 401k and you increase your 401k contribution limit to a percentage that should max it out and get you into that catch-up zone, but you've got one of these weird 401ks where your catch-up contributions are a separate election, then you will get stopped off yeah. at that normal contribution limit, and you will not have any catch-up contributions. I don't know. I, it, it's still... It, it's rare, but it still happens. You know, it's one of the reasons why periodically it is important to actually break out that pay stub and analyze it, right? I mean, most people get their pay stubs emailed to them or it's available on some portal in your HR area at work and you just never see it. It's just a direct deposit into your bank account and you, you don't know what all the numbers and details are. And whether it is making sure that there isn't an interruption to your contributions or making sure that your withholdings for state and local and federal taxes are right. Like there's just good reason, especially this time of year, to start watching those a little bit more closely for, for exactly the reason that you just brought up, Mike. And if you're willing to take action on that and, and look at your pay stub, most pay stubs right now are digital. So most people don't get an actual paper pay stub. They have to log into an app or uh, a website and access their pay stub. But I would also log into my 401k. And if you have one or your simple IRA or whatever you have and look and see, are my contributions for 2022 on track? And is there anything I need to do differently for 2023? Mm -hmm. You might give yourself an early Christmas present. And if you're not maxing out your 401k, do that 1% bump that Mike was talking about and not wait till the new year to do it. Mm -hmm. But I, it's amazing to me how many people we log into their 401k and we're surprised about things. So if I'm doing a quick check, I'm looking at what am I, how much am I contributing? Am I doing it pre-tax or after tax? I'm confirming that I've got a rebalance schedule going. I'm, and I'm looking at the allocation that I have. Um, and anything else that might, need to be attended to. Yeah, yeah. The beneficiaries. So last thing I'd mention here on this catch-up contribution is I was meeting with someone recently who their part of their sort of overall financial goals is max out his 401k every single year, and then they'll find a way to live on the rest. And they give a lot of it away as well. So um, he turned 50 last month. So he's going from, he's going from, 
contributing twenty thousand five hundred to thirty grand next yeah. year yeah. at a time when inflation and all sorts of stuff. But I mean, so that's going to be a big increase and be a big boost to their retirement savings. But it's you're going to need to be Kevin's favorite word, planful. You're going to need to <laughs> be proactive with oh. that. That's not something that you can just say, yeah, okay, I'll just round up. No, that's a that's a big increase. And so making sure you're aware of that ahead of time, that doesn't catch you off guard, and you can still do that and maintain if that's, if that's your plan. Yeah, I want to max this thing out every year. Oh, oh, wow, that's a meaningful increase. All right, let's reset, restructure the budget, and make sure that we can do that joyfully and, and with confidence. So, All right, last, uh, so number five, the fifth way that you can get caught up on your retirement savings if you're feeling behind is what I would call capturing those pennies from heaven. So these sort of unexpected financial gifts or windfalls. And sometimes I think windfalls is like, it's got to be six or seven digits, maybe like big, like that's a windfall. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a thousand dollars here, you know, a couple hundred here, capturing those dollars and shifting them towards retirement. I'm talking, you know, a tax refund you weren't expecting, or maybe the one you were expecting. Then normally it goes just into the pot and you spend it a little bit over time or a little bit of bonus or a gift or something like that. Repivoting or, or not repivoting, pivoting that and contributing to retirement. Yeah, you're talking about money that by definition it wasn't counted on, it wasn't planned for, it really is extra in the family budget. And, uh, you know, we, we talk every year around uh, tax time, especially when, when people get uh, tax refunds that are bigger than expected. The question is, that money that was not accounted for in your overall plan, is it going to just allow you to do something fun and new that you didn't think you'd be able to do? Or are you going to use it to advance some project or some uh, goal, that some, some initiative that you've already set as a priority? And if, if it turns out that you are behind on your retirement goal, these surprise dollars could be exactly what you need to get caught back up. Yep. So putting it to use for the things that you said were most important in your life, of course you would expect a bunch of financial advisors to tell you to do that, right? But it, but it's your retirement. And if you're feeling behind, if you're feeling like, well, I, I you know, either this, this is a great time to invest, I'm feeling that, I want to be a buyer at these prices, or I got a late start, or whatever it is, yes, we're going to encourage you to do that, but do it for you. Do it for you. Yeah, and if you are, are listening to this and you're feeling somewhat hopeless, like, I don't know how to do it. I've tried to do it. It's not working. I can't do it. Get some help from a financial planner. Make sure they're certified. And again, when I say financial planner, don't hear someone who sells investments. Hear someone who works with you to integrate your financial life in the six areas of financial planning and make sure they're certified. I want to get I want to get right back to that because that that is the that's the main point. But how then do you capture some of these pennies from heaven, some of these this unexpected unplanned income? How do you capture it for your retirement? You might be thinking saying, well, okay, so if I get a gift from, you know, the 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 folks or something like that over the holidays, I can't put that in my 401k, can I? N no, you can't. You could contribute it directly to a Roth IRA. You could put it into your HSA, okay? Or if you've got bonus, there are some times where you can make a separate election for how much of bonus income you want going into the 401k. You could throw 50% of that bonus into the 401k, increase that election. If you know a bonus is coming, sometimes you're aware of that and you can go in and 
increase your 401k contribution for that bonus and then drop it back down to where it was. There are some, it's going to take a little bit of effort because naturally those gifts, those dollars, they are just going to land in the bank account and you'll just spend through and it'll feel, it'll feel better. But if you're feeling behind on your 401k or excuse me, retirement savings, those are some ways that you can capture those dollars for retirement. That's exactly right. And I would also encourage you that if you are realizing or maybe just suspecting that you're behind on your retirement goal, take that out of the wondering or the worrying stage and get it into the knowing stage. And yeah. you do that by connecting with your certified financial planner, reevaluating, take a new measurement on your readiness for retirement. Are you ahead of pace or are you behind pace? And if you are behind pace, don't get discouraged. There are ways to get caught up, and that's what your certified financial planner's job is. As the co-pilot with you, helping to guide the plane to a great landing someday, they're going to help you understand. Maybe the, the adjustments that need to happen are to one more year of work, or maybe some more aggressive contributions. Maybe you need to adjust the investment mix itself. Maybe there's some additional tax savings that you could be capturing with some creativity. The point is, you don't have to sit here and wonder or worry. Um, you don't have to resign yourself to not enjoying the retirement that you've been envisioning. Work with your certified financial planner to get back on track. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Good. You cut off way too soon. I just want to make you yeah. had looked at it. Well, I had I had a a, a big ball of thoughts that could only oh, weren't so going to fit. I'm so glad I got fifteen seconds. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> no, they wouldn't have come out partially. It would have, it would have had to all come out at the same time. So I thought it'd be better just turn it back over to the host with the most. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.